Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm your host, Freddie Revis. And uh, who are you, sir? Uh, I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. How is everyone doing? Um, well, you're just talking to me right now. Oh, that's I guess, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you know what? That's on me because you are talking to everyone. Everyone, uh, you can't respond, but Matt wants to know how you're doing. Yeah, everyone back home. We've had some, you know, technical glitches over the last week, but we're trying to, you know, get these remote podcasts down. Uh, I am in Newmarket now. Uh, I work at the Upper Canada Mall. And uh, (laughs) if you'd like to come by for some, you know, muffins, you just let me know because I am the assistant manager there. Cheers. Wow. See, Matt, you know, he's a hard worker. If you don't know him well, he cares about sound, first things first. But then at the same time, he'll check in on a muffin every once in a while. And that's what you need to be, you know, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be an assistant manager at muffins. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, so much going on in our lives. Uh, Matt's bachelor party is this weekend. Oh, Um, man. You're getting married soon. My leg is healing. Uh, we got some super fun guests on this show. But Matt, if uh, if people want to find us, follow us, help us, how, how are they going to do that? Well, you know what? You want to go to iTunes and give us one of those magical ratings. Thank you to those who have done it before. Also go to dunkspodcast.com. We do have all our links there on the right for Spotify and uh, Stitcher. And don't forget Player FM. And uh, what else do we got? Instagram, uh, Facebook. Oh, we got it all, and, baby. Uh, yeah, we even got YouTube. And you know what? Woo. We had a bit of a surge. We're, I think we're up over 22, 23 people now. That's Pretty actually wild. Times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's the type of stuff that like, I think when uh, people are listening to a podcast and they hear, you know, oh, whoa, 22, like, they, they really, really, they go, yeah. they go, like they start like just like bouncing off the wall, you know? You, you see that and you go, okay, I have to check in on this page <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a wild summer so far and uh, it's still a little bit of that quiet, you know, do you care about FIBA time of summer? Uh, yeah. But we got, we got some fun stuff uh, coming up. So I guess, you know, without further ado, should we, should we hit up this first guest? Yeah. Sounds good, man. Okay. Let's do it. We the North. Okay, so uh, I'm here with the uh, the first guest. So uh, let me just tell you a little bit about him, since everyone knows me and how good my intros are. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he used to he used to live in Canada. He's now living in uh, Brooklyn, uh, NYC, or I guess Brooklyn's its own city, so people just kind of say Brooklyn. But um, yeah, he's a, a video editor for the uh, Criterion Collection, which is probably right up there as far as like the coolest things I can think of. Maybe it's more tedious and it's less cool, but I'm just going to imagine it's like, you know, they edit their videos like minority report style or, you know, something nuts. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, he's a huge basketball fan. Um, Yeah. I'll say no more. Uh, Give it up at home for Daniel Reese. (laughs) 
Yep. You are not allowed to talk. <laughs> no, well, that's I. I was. I, <laughs> why would I? That music was. That was a banger right there. Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, it's a pleasure for us to always see how the guests react to it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I guess that's my my Canadian size social. I was I was being polite. I was deferring to the music and just letting it ride out. See, my my like you know in in my upbringing, it was always like you start every conversation off with a social experiment, and I think like that's a good way to you know just like unsettle anyone, you know. <laughs> um, but how you doing, man? Thanks yes, for doing just, the podcast. Just break the ice. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And yes, working for Criterion is just as cool as it sounds, and it it, it is a lot like Minority Report, except I'm less like Tom Cruise with the finger keyboards and putting his arms in the air of the screens. Mm-hmm. I'm more like the floating bald people in the pool, uh, just <laughs> thinking. Uh, edits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anytime anyone brings up precogs for any reason. I know they're like they 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 they're, they're my people because I, I, I that's the that's all I could talk about when I saw Minority Report is the precogs and people were like <laughs> Freddie they're not that cool um you know what I mean like they, they don't do that much but in my mind that was a pretty awesome part of the movie and I I can't I can't put my finger on why but absolutely um, absolutely there's three of them there's three of us right now we're we're triangulating across. Uh, the eastern oh, seaboard, yeah. so it all works. Hell yeah. Uh, Coming okay. across the tri-state area. That's right. <laughs> let's uh let's let's talk some let's talk some ball. Um so yes. I'm not sure what we, we should go for first, but I think you know, uh, we usually lead with Raptor stuff. So let's let's start with something positive. It's been like a couple weeks since we've uh since we since we since our last episode. Um so let's like just bask in that championship glow. Because we can, and we're still the defending champions, and there's a banner raising. Um, the the Raptors' first game, it's going to be. I've talked about it a little bit on the pod, but you know, we get Zion, and we're going to see the new look Raptors, and uh, it's going to be just insanely exciting. And the banner, the championship banner, we get to raise that. I, I don't know if they're going to like raise the banner and at the same time just like drop the other banners because they won't matter anymore. Um, <laughs> But all the yeah. division banners? Yeah, all the division banners. Like, are they just going to, like, hide those before the ceremony? Or, I don't <laughs> know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I thought I'd just uh, – I'll, I'll start by just throwing to you. It, it, you know, what's something that you would like to see take place at the banner raising? Whether it's something, you you know, you think will happen or something that, that won't happen but should? Well, I'll start with the banner itself. And I think that on the banner, of course, it'll say 2019 NBA champions, Toronto Raptors. And then underneath it, I think it should also say, because, you know, especially living here in the U.S., um, following all of the American media about the coverage of the Raptors, Mm -hmm. a lot of people talking about asterisks, a lot of people talking about footnotes. And I think we should have on the banner, NBA champions, no asterisk, no footnote, no appendix. Because we won that championship without OG's appendix. That that would be so amazing. And it would be such a specific joke that, see, this is the type of answer I was looking for. Like, if you're a hardcore Raptors fan, you know, around the age of 30, and at some point you liked, like, you know, garage indie rock, you probably recognize they play (laughs) Mun City Maniacs, Sloan, you know, the, the sirens. Oh, yeah every single game. And that's always like a little moment where I'm like, there's no way any other arena plays that. And there's no way that 
any player or, you know, I mean, maybe there's some hardcore Sloan fans out there in the NBA, but I kind of doubt it. And yeah, see, the, the, oh, no, there are, there are. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Patrick Patterson never underestimated him. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty Utah solid. Should play because of, you know, Jerry Sloan. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was, yeah, I think it's pretty underreported that one of our young promising players who, especially in that Philly series, who was like a tall, um, athletic, good wing defender, uh, like OG, that we lost him, I think, a week or just a, two weeks right before the playoffs. And I was a little a little spooked by that. I was very confident in the team that they could get far. But just losing that <laughs> one player at such a crucial moment, and of course, he had such an up-and-down season, had mm-hmm. a lot of personal strife going on. I, felt, I really felt for OG, and I hope that he... Uh, enjoys the championship and gets his ring along with everyone else. And we just got to let it be known that, you know, other teams may have had injuries, of course, the Warriors with them and, and other teams, but uh, we did it without uh, OG and without his appendix. Man, I, 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 <laughs> and he was still on the team. He was still on the bench, but like, isn't it funny that like JV is still like, Hey, I hope I get that ring. <laughs> right. He's a bit thirsty for that ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? In all fairness to JV, like he was a really big part of that year. And yeah, he did. you don't often hear True. like NBA players like openly be insecure. And I, I was kind of into it when he was like, um, <laughs> you know, no one's, no one's like told me like for sure, but, uh, am I going to get that ring? <laughs> so, but yeah, like he's pretty thirsty for the ring. And, and, and to your OG point, man, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Like, I feel like it's probably a sweep with Orlando, uh, probably six games with Philly. And, oh, yeah. and, and I remember, yeah. um, you know, going into that, uh, that, that Milwaukee series, like holding out hope that OG would return for that series, because I kind of thought that we, you know, we'd need him. Uh, against Giannis, and then and then I, I actually thought he was going to return for the finals. Like, in my mind, it was like, even if he is still injured, he pro- he probably is so desperate to get out there and like touch the finals floor that right. that he'll play. And uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised that he didn't. And yeah, it's a. I think mm-hmm. that would be a nice banner touch because he he was a huge huge part of our rotation. Like he he was ahead of norm. You know, there's a good chance that norm was benched entirely. If OG was healthy. Right. And looking forward to next season, best case scenario is that he, I don't know how much mentorship was going on between Kawhi and between OG, but positionally they're very similar. Uh, Physically, Mm -hmm. they're very similar. Uh, If he could have learned anything at all, gleaned anything at all, even while he was injured and just being on the bench, like watching the workouts and the practices, hopefully that can translate to something next year. Yeah, I, I I think, you know, a guy like him, he has like all the opportunity in the world this year, right? Especially if he can, you know, even flirt with playing the four successfully. Because I think there will be right. a lot of competition at that three spot if if Nurse is serious when he's saying he wants to play Siakam there. But yeah, I think, you know, yes, I, I, would, for sure, I wouldn't mind. For sure. Sorry, yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Siakam play some three with OG at the four. I feel like that could be like a super switchy, versatile mm. lineup. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, that'd be great. I mean, we, we, we still, yeah, even with Hawkeye, we still can be so switchable. So just, uh, just back to the, the banner question for a sec here. Is there anything <laughs> you think is going to like happen? Um, like, is there going to be like, yes. you know, is that a, like a Trudeau scenario? You know what I mean? Like, 
Like, who's all going to be there? Like, is that, is that, you know what I mean? Is, is that a scenario? Well, I guess he will have to win the federal election, but. Um, right, right. Well, I feel like I'll it's. I'll tell a, you someone who I do want to be there. Her or who, sorry. Uh, I, I, someone I'd love to be there. And this is a bit petty, I will say, as I'd love Dwayne Casey to be there. Because I'm thinking back to earlier in the last season when uh, Dwayne Casey had some choice words for Toronto fans. And I'll pull it up here. And it's, I quote, uh, we have some talking about Detroit Pistons fans, which of course he's now the coach of. We have some of the best fans, some of the most knowledgeable fans. People back in Toronto got upset, thought it was disrespecting them. But this organization has had three championship parades. They know winning basketball. They know what a championship looks like, tastes like, and feels like. Yeah. And I think a championship tastes like a pizza pizza, party-sized pizza. <laughs> and I think that we should raise to the rafters right beside that championship banner a full party size pizza pizza pepperoni oh, pizza yeah uh because that's what championships taste like and it'll be a good throwback to the score a slice program uh <laughs> which i was doing some research on today and i forgot that earlier this year and i'm not living in toronto anymore mm-hmm. that there was a controversy about this change in the program that it used to be a hundred points. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Raptors scored a hundred points that it went at home, you would get a free slice. Then they changed it to a buy one, get one promotion. And that I remember in the, in the really bad days of the Raptors that you would be able to score a free slice, even if the Raptors lost. Yep. But they changed that in 2013, 2014 to the Raptors had to win. So they keep changing this promotion, making it harder and harder for fans to get pizza. And now that we have a championship, I think they should just hang a party size pizza because it's pretty much, you know, banner shapes, just hang it right there. But as I was doing this research today, I also saw that pizza pizza, correct me if I'm wrong, does not offer party size pizzas anymore. What? Wow. I looked on their website. There's no rectangular pizzas anymore. It's only circles that get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, this <laughs> is some hardcore sleuthing. I'm very into this. As someone who regularly <laughs> orders from Pizza Pizza, because I can get three different toppings on each size of the pizza. Listen, I'm not <laughs> proud of myself, okay? <laughs> but I, 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 I can spend $22 <laughs> and get a lot of toppings on a pizza. So it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think a food component of the banner raising would really be good. And my head was kind of like, okay, everybody does fireworks. So what's something, right. you know, kind of like explosive that we could do that would kind of like reflect, um, I don't know, uh, Toronto and, the only really thing, like the only thing I could really think of um, that would like, you know, make, would be kind of like entertaining and also like make people laugh is if like, you know, you, you know how they like project on the court sometimes. What if they projected like a streetcar, yes. right? You know, it's going along and then, <laughs> and then it gets like stuck and the driver has to come out and like adjust the the like the electrical part of the of the of the streetcar but like when the driver is adjusting it's just like a huge kind of like raptor style explosion and you know maybe maybe the raptor is like the ttc driver i love it yeah sounds great i can picture it a a bit elaborate (laughs) like maybe we should just stick to the appendix joke and raising a pizza but <laughs> but you know, well, maybe raising the banner, you could raise it. <laughs> you could raise the banner on a streetcar or wire, and then it gets stuck on the way up. 
uh, and then you have to the raptor has to come out and maybe fly a, like a jetpack in order to get it up or something like that. That's yeah. I, I think I think we're both a, we're both kind of like leading in the direction of the raptor should be involved. Absolutely. Like and and I think I think sorry. Who's the other raptor that re, re, uh, that replaced him for a little while? Was it all I can think of is Sticks? What was his name? Was it Stripe? Stripes. Or yeah, Stripe. Sorry. Yeah, you know, he's yes. we got to bring it. Maybe yeah. we should stand beside Casey or something, you know? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, he, he needs to feel welcome. Um, Cool. Like, don't even act like LeVar Ball isn't going to steal the spotlight. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> From the draw Raptors. He'll be there. He's going to be there. And he's going to. He might steal. <laughs> He's going to like rub baby oil on his chest and like slide across the court, like the whole length. <laughs> I mean, if you <laughs> might take the banner and just cross it out with a Sharpie and put like ball family. Oh, God, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just like, he draws, he draws like a hurricane path with a Sharpie uh, <laughs> on our banner. We're like, dude, this is way too meta. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes going on. Uh, the Sharpie hurricane thing was from many months ago. Uh, okay, let's, um, I mean, sorry, does, does anyone have any more weird banner ideas? Cause I'm all ears. Now we're good. Mm. No, I think that's better. Just yeah. like maybe when they raise it, they just, just raise it, a, just raise it a bit more slowly. Just draw it out. Just yeah. draw it out. It's been, it was 24, 25 long seasons. We deserve this whole celebratory summer of this championship, we deserve to bask in it. So raise that banner, raise it slow. I think what one thing I do think for the banner, which would be cool is the normal thing happens. The banner's going up nice and slow and everyone's like, okay, it's almost in its final spot. Then another cord pulls it to the side, goes up through a hole in the ceiling and like gets pulled all the way to Vancouver. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Just like pull that on Vancouver like in four days, you know? Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be pretty fun. I think. Sweet. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk some FIBA, Absolutely. um, some FIBA team Canada. Uh, where's a good starting point? I was reading some of the Nash quotes today. Uh, so yeah, Steve Nash came out and, mm. um, you know, he kind of insinuated that it's a special thing to play, uh, for your, for your country. And that, uh, you know, it was, it was an amazing experience for him and it was a gift, but also he understands players not playing. And he did kind of comment on the, I, I didn't read the Doug Smith article, but apparently, you know, he's, at least inferred that Rowan Barrett should lose his job, which I don't know if that's fair. I oh, mean, wow. Yeah. I think that's like, it's pretty, I don't know. I, I, I like Rowan Barrett and I, I don't know if he's the problem that, which is kind of what Nash said as well. So maybe I'll just kind of start the, the FIBA conversation uh, with this where, you know, we finished two and one, there's going to be two more uh, classification games, which I've been reading into, but um yeah, how how much do you care? How disappointed are you? What, what are you disappointed about? Uh, I am disappointed because I think that um, more than most other international countries in the past few years, we've done a pretty good job of cultivating uh, talent that goes to the NBA. You know, yeah. just looking over a quick list of current players, you got Jamal Murray, Kelly Olynyk, R.J. Barrett, now Wiggins, SGA, Chris Boucher, NBA champion, Trey Lyles, mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson, Anthony Bennett. 
all of these guys put together with a you know with a great coach like Nick Nurse could make noise in any international yeah. tournament. So it's a bummer that we got none of those guys. I mean, we still have talented guys on the roster for mm. sure, but and not to take anything away from who's on the roster, but we literally have two scrubs on our roster. I know. Two brothers whose last name are scrubs. The name is a bit much. Which just it's a joke that writes itself. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched like some of the highlights and I, I did watch the Lithuania game, um, which we, you know, we're competitive for portions of, but uh, the, the, the big kind of bruiser uh, JV, we, we know so well, he was just destroying us. And so was Sabonis, but right. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it was frustrating. I was more frustrating watching the game because, you know, yeah, beyond mm-hmm. the name scrubs, you know, like, like, like who, who's on these guys, <laughs> literally two guys named scrub. Come on. Like that's a bit much like you, 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 like, you know, it's almost like having a, you know, that like someone being named pylon or like poster. Um, it would, yeah, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be great, but it's frustrating thinking about the, the ceiling of this team potentially. And then just seeing us kind of get like smoked and, you know, smoked by places like Australia has a, you know, almost identical size population to us. I, I assume Lithuania probably has about like half of our population and it, it's just a matter of kind of like cultivating it. And it seems like, yeah, let me, let, let me ask you this. Do you think that Canada has cultivated Canadian talent or do you think that the Raptors have and, and maybe there's a disconnect there? I think the Raptors certainly deserve credit just for popularizing the game over the past few decades and all the, you know, all the player, big players we've had. And, you know, he's, he's Vince, uh, of course, Kawhi, of course, yeah. DeMar, of course, Kyle, all those guys have helped to popularize it. And then I guess that's the question on an institutional level has uh, basketball Canada, have they done their share to really, you know, take that baton and go with it? Um, I guess the answer is no, if we haven't been able to convince so many of these current NBA players to join. Yeah, like th- this um, year, that's the hard truth. This year was pretty rough in that sense where, you know, you had so many Americans not play. And obviously their, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth wave of talent mm-hmm. is still intense. But you did have a lot of big international mm-hmm. players still play. Like Jokic is playing and, and Giannis is playing. Yeah. And Gasol, who just won a championship with us, is playing. Um so there, there was a couple people like w- one guy that early on where I was like, oh, that's interesting was Jamal Murray, who just signed like a really big contract. So yeah. he is like totally set. And yeah, when he didn't play yeah. or, or a guy like Wiggins, you know what I mean? I know there's been the history with Wiggins, but he also, you know, he's right in the middle of earning a ton of money. So if you're a rookie or you're, you know, you're in a contract year, I kind of get it, but it's yeah. So th- there's some kind of disconnect there and I, I, maybe it has something to do with FIBA. Um, I, I think the scheduling really right. didn't help us, but um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that there's not really a silver lining too, because the result is that we have to play these classification games. I think uh, one game's against Germany mm-hmm. and the other one, maybe it's Nigeria. And, you know, we basically have to win this tournament that's going to be going on at the same time as the playoffs next year to make the Olympics where theoretically right. all of the big names would come out. So it's a bit bleak and it's a bit odd that we're going to have the most 
NBA players and potentially not even be in the Olympics. Are we sorry? Uh, besides, I agree. US. It's it's yeah, yeah. It is it is disappointing. Um, and I wonder to not to lay blame on you know recent NBA champion coach. Nick Nurse, mm-hmm. but uh, did he bring his guitar to China? Ha, yeah. Oh, wait, are you saying I like so. he brought it and then people well, maybe, come, or maybe maybe he didn't? Right, or maybe he didn't bring the guitar, and that's why they that's why they didn't uh, make it further. That's fair. I'm pretty like, sure he smashed like seven guitars <laughs> with all the cancellations on that team. <laughs> Let's be real though. So he starts every practice. If Nurse was out there like riffing, and I mean like riffing, just strumming away. I don't think I don't think anyone goes to sleep because they're just rocking out. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think they just crush the whoever they play. Um just be like inspired by, by Nick, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's his version of the, you know, Casey's rock. His is just oh my God. To smash a guitar every game. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, what's uh, I mean, what else is to be said about uh, Team Canada? Like, uh, you know, I'll be watching these these classification games, and and it's disappointing. And I think, I think, what's odd for me, anyways, is that it, like like you brought up, uh, you know, when I first kind of posed the question, is it flies in the face of of this immense, you know, movement of Canadian talent, like. There's still a lot of young guys coming up too, you know, like Barrett and 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 Brissett, who who almost played on the team, and and just yeah, it's it seems like we're stacked. Yeah. So it's weird to see us hyper depleted, and that's no, you know, slight to to uh, you know Kevin or Pangos and 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 Melvin Ejim and, and and guys who are you know good players, but just not in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder too if we were missing on our roster a veteran, a guy that's been there a long time, like Brazil has with Leandro Barbosa, like Spain has with uh, with uh, Gasol. I wonder who could be the veteran on the Canadian team? Who could that have been this year? I mean, the, the Steve Nash is, can't play. He doesn't have a back anymore. Yeah. Rick Fox is too old and too handsome. What about Dalimir? Um, <laughs> he got in a fight with Leo. So I, I, Remember Sam Dow- <laughs> with Leo? Yeah, Routens. Samuel Dallenbear like got in like some altercation with Leo Routens when Leo was the coach of the team, and it was this big like this is big to do. So yeah, maybe he's the guy. Maybe, maybe oh, wow. you know Leo's gone, Mister Dallenbear. Once you come back, block a couple shots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fast track him to the Hall of Fame if that happened. Yeah, that's that'd be great. Um. Well, I think yeah, I think that brings us to to the end of the convo. But uh, do you, do you have enough time for some quickish questions? Absolutely, always. Okay, uh, Matt, give me that sting, and I'll uh, sloppily explain this game like I always do. <laughs> Will do. Quickish questions. Oh yeah, baby. Um, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's funny how like actually excited I get for these now. Um, when we first started doing, it, I was like, "This is a quaint little segment," and now I'm like, "Oh, buddy, my heart's starting to race because the game I made up is about to happen." Um, yeah, all all sorts of all sorts of dorkiness and dweebishness going on over here. But um, okay, so uh, you know, I I know you've heard the pod before, but just just a quick just a quick 
clear rundown for me. Uh, I'm going to ask you these questions as quick as I can. Uh, and, you know, there's going to be some stuttering. It's probably going to be some stumbling. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll read something that's supposed to have a question mark, you know, without Fair the enough. right inflection. Uh, but, that you know, it doesn't matter. You have to answer the question as quick as you possibly can. And, um, yeah, the only right way to do the game is to uh, is to answer fast. You ready? I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. What matchup are you most looking forward to? <laughs> there you go. I already messed up. What matchup are you most looking forward to seeing this season? Any team? Any team or players? Um, you know what? It's a pretty open question. So, yeah, play, players counts if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, I would love to see Pascal just really take the next level and just take it to, uh, I guess, Giannis. Why not? Oh, yeah. Um, I love that. Or does any other, any other any guy in a similar position or skill? I mean, just I think he's just going to get better and just throw down. So take I it. I love it. Um, just a little side note. I actually cannot wait to see him guard Kawhi. Um Oh it's gonna my be good. god, that'd be great. Um, okay, so next question here. Um, this one, yeah, it's it's tough to even really think about seriously because I just want it to be an automatic yes. But will Kyle Lowry be an all-star this season? Yes, that's a lock. It's a lock, right? It's got to be a lock. He's, he's our Kyle. Yeah, he's it's a lock. Okay, uh, less of a lock. Um, will Carmelo Anthony play in the NBA again? Uh. Uh, yes, I think so. Yes. Uh, but where, I mean, who knows there, apparently the Nets. So he might be playing a few blocks from where I'm living right now. I might have to go out and see and see Melo. I mean, let him play with a hoodie to suit him up, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bring him, bring him home. Yeah. I'm sure some advertiser would be into that. You know, the NBA is going the, the way of, uh, putting ads on Jersey. So give, give Melo a hood for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, but why not make him a billboard? Just put more ads on him. Like now, now Alibaba owns the uh, the Brooklyn oh, Nets, so uh, just you know, get oh, him. Wow. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, the the CEO the CEO of Alibaba yeah bought the Nets. Yeah, that was huge. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. I mm-hmm. mean, like, I, I don't know if he's cool, but it's cool in general. Prokhorov was kind of like a shadowy <laughs> figure. <laughs> he was like a James Bond. He really book. was. And I remember being like, how'd that guy get rich? And it's like, Wikipedia was like, newspaper magnate. Right. Like, oh, keto. <laughs> right, right. Um, well, uh, well, Daniel, that's... Uh, <laughs> it was just like, redact- section redacted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, D- Daniel, that's it for the, uh, that's it for the convo. That's it for the, uh, this part of the pod. Um, thanks so much for doing it. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Um, how can people, yeah, how can people find your work? Um, you know, uh, how can they follow you? Where should they check you out? <clears throat> they can uh, subscribe to the Criterion channel, which is available in Canada. It's, uh, you know, in the U.S. it's ten ninety nine per month. In Canada, that's around fourteen sixty with the exchange. It's the uh, one of the best places, if not the, one of the only places to get Criterion films online. And you can start streaming Hoop Dreams, which is probably the greatest oh, documentary God. of all time nice. and probably the greatest basketball film of all time. I think so. Uh, you can watch yeah. that and keep an eye out for, yeah, 
yeah, keep an eye out for some original content that I'm editing, interviews with filmmakers, actors, all types of amazing people. And uh, also, we're still doing Blu-rays because people still love discs. Sweet. So, uh, yeah, but check Sweet. out the Criterion channel. You can subscribe to it today. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, Daniel, th- thanks again right. so much. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll put your social media up uh, on the uh, posting of the pod. And um, everyone, go subscribe to Criterion because quality matters. Oh, sorry, I don't know. They, they probably yeah, have a better exactly. slogan than that, but that's what I went with. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll take it. All right, see you later. We'll take it. This is Adam Silver. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, we're getting going here on guest number two. <laughs> and... Um, he was going to be on our very first ever remote pod, but there were some technical issues. Yeah. No worries. Technical. We had some. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Uh, uh, Data from Star Trek, I don't know if you know the show, he came in and he like scrambled all the wires. <laughs> so basically we weren't able to record or whatever, but um, that's fine. You know yeah, I mean? that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is probably, you know, it, I don't know if there's a if there's a raptor collector who collects more raptor things. That's like, right. There some, is. People have, some people collect jerseys, you know. Some people collect memories or whatever. Yeah. But this dude, he collects everything. If it's a button, he's got it. If it's a lamp, he's got it. <laughs> a lamp. Um. That's, no, yeah, he's a, he's he's a hardcore baller. Just because he's a Revis, he also recently injured himself, so. You know, send Thomas your best wishes, okay? And also send him some dough because it's pretty expensive to be injured. If you're at home, give it up for my little brother, Thomas Reader. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up? I'm laid up. Yep, I got injured. That's what we do in our family. We get injured. <laughs> We're all good at it. We're all good at getting injured. But you uh, wasn't play, yeah. wasn't playing b ball though. I don't. I didn't keep that one that going. I was the one who started maybe our injuries with b ball a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Blowing out my one mm-hmm. leg. Ooh. Switched it up. Went to soccer to go blow out my other leg. But it's all good, you know. Cheers. Like Clay Thompson <laughs> yeah. coming back. I think like. And then most people, like, when they think about, like, the revistas and our knee injuries, probably the first comes to mind is, like, holy crap, these guys know how to party. <laughs> no? <laughs> that is not, like, I, they think we're contagious, maybe. Yeah, I actually think it's, it's closer to that one, where people are like, oh, something mystical is going on. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they think something's awry. Like, when they're like, yeah, we're, we're all in all hard, you know? They're a bit like, are you taking me to midsummer? <laughs> um, Tom, let's 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 get cracking, right? Let's get popping. Yeah, let's get rapid so, cracking. Yeah, well, I I thought of a fun segment, um, which is uh, we're both gonna pick five uh, of the most underrated raptors of all time, um, and you know you can define underrated however you like i'm kind of defining it as i feel like the raptors fans specifically don't appreciate this person as much as they should 
Um, so that that's how I'm kind of framing it. Mine's probably not going to oh. resemble a team that would win any games. It's just kind of like randomly, um, you know, who I think is underappreciated by Raptors fans. Why, what's your angle? Is that not it? Uh, I didn't really go that that angle. I just went like I just picked five dudes who I'm like maybe they're underrated also like in the eyes of the NBA. That's it's definitely it's definitely kind of a bit more how I went. Okay, that's all right. I went true so, yeah. true Raptors. Are like uh, they always spite us. I'll show them. Oh, by okay, these. there you go. So we're like we're two faced. You know, we're, we're, we're the we're, we're, we're ugly Raptors fan, and we're like you know less yeah, ugly. I'm the, I'm the ugly Raptors. So, uh, I collect all I these like, lamps. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should, people should know from the intro. They're like, oh yeah, that's weird. The guy who collects like, lamps is a bit like bitter about things. <laughs> <laughs> so like, when's he getting to the lamp? I want to know about the lamp. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll literally do forty five minutes. On lamps, Freddie, as soon as the pot ends, Freddie. For, like, Freddie, I don't know if you want to band with the other brothers you have for a Christmas gift for Thomas, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking a Christmas story. Get him like the like leg lamp, but it's a raptor's leg. You feel <laughs> oh, that? that's good stuff. <laughs> wearing the that's obviously wearing stuff. the stocking, it has to be wearing the stocking. But <laughs> let me tell you what, I did almost get uh, Thomas something recently. I was in Paris, Ontario. Nice. Devoted the the most beautiful small town in Ontario. And let me just say this. Unlike Collingwood, this baby lived up. Okay. <laughs> this is a cute ass town. Trust me. Take, oh take yeah. That, it was hell. <laughs> oh, I'm Collingwood. I'm coming for you. Okay. Yeah. Listen, caves of Collingwood, total bus. Sorry. No regrets. <laughs> but, um, caves. Yeah. No, it's really Collingwood. Uh, I don't know what to say, man. Collingwood, like spice it up. But, um, but, but Paris was a good time. Yeah. Paris was good, and I almost got you one of those, like, kind of, like, rustic-looking, like, things you put on your door. That would be, like, a, like a Raptors logo, where it's almost like, you know, you, it's like, almost like a rusty-looking, like, dartboard that's made to look gold. <laughs> and the lady was like, $75. I'm like, no worries. Just going to go get my credit card, ma'am. And then... <laughs> Uh, who does? We'll go back to the car. I I told Kayla, I'm like, hey, I found a Raptor thing for Thomas, and, and she's like, awesome. Um, where is it? I'm like, oh, it's over there. She's like, eh, okay, and you know, you're gonna bargain with them, right? I'm like, nope. They said 75. I said I'm going to get my credit card. <laughs> and they're like, she's, she's like, she's like, that's not how it works. Like, it's supposed to be like, what? What's your best offer? And then she came in, like, intercepted me at the car, and she's like, they were just offering this to someone else for 45 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And you can buy it online for fifteen. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so Thank I God almost, for Caitlin. <laughs> I almost got got. Let's just. Oh my God. But um, okay. All, all things collection aside, um, Tom, let's uh, let's let's dive right into this uh, underrated Raptor uh, list. So, um, do you want me to go first? We'll, sure. do, we'll, we'll do one for one, or you, or you want to go first? Uh, you go first. Do one for one. Okay. My first underrated Raptor, uh, who was with us through honestly a lot of good times. And he helped us field some pretty competitive teams. And he had a really good career, but he had a much more famous sister. That's Anthony Parker. Ooh. Uh, for all, all those Raptors fans out there who, you know, just joined on for the bandwagon. Do yourself a favor and look up Anthony Parker. This guy was like the true 
three and D, you know, before that was like really verbalized into a position that everyone needs in the NBA. Like this guy was just calculated, really like, you know, really kind of smart, heady defense. And he could just like nail any shot from three. He, he played overseas for most of his career and was, uh, I think at one point people called him the Israeli Michael Jordan, which is just a fun cross match of culture. But um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he was awesome. Anthony Parker, uh, Candace Parker's his sister. Check him out if you've never seen Anthony Parker. Um, yeah, he was real good, and he, he had big moments for us. But he went on to go play with Cleveland, didn't win a championship, right? Wasn't yeah, on that that's track. right. That's right. Let's answer to Anthony um, Parker. Who's your guy, All right. Who's mine? Uh, yeah. I'm going to start out. I, have, I guess I'm doing mine in no particular order. I'll start out with Doug Christie. Underrated. Oh, yeah. Big time underrated. Doug Christie really, uh, I say this because the like famous quote of like Michael Jordan being like, he's one of the best defenders. Doug Christie, mm-hmm. man, that guy could ball out. Oh it. man. He, 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 no, no, he's fantastic. Actually, just a little Doug Christie note. He was on the, um, uh, um, oh God. Um, full 48. Uh, no, 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 not the Woj pod, the, uh, the Kevin Arnovitz pod, uh, full 48. And, you know, they pretty openly talked about the LA series and how close the Lakers were really losing to Portland and to Sacramento. And, you know, they, they really, uh, like everything broke right for them to have a three-peat. And they were pretty close to being a team that won one championship. But yeah, Doug Christie talked about how, he was a three and D, you know, like even before Anthony Parker, but before that position was called that. And his main assignment was like usually guarding Kobe uh, in the playoffs. So yeah, he, uh, he was know, a big time oh, defender and in the most one of the most important positions to have yeah. a lockdown guy like that. He also he talked did. about getting in a fist fight with Rick Fox in a preseason game. <laughs> okay, that's, pretty, that's competitive, right? That's competitive. <laughs> That's super um, okay uh, anything else on Doug Christie Tom mm, I don't got much more than that guy is a, a great defender and just often overlooked it in what he could produce defensively maybe because he, right. he spent some time with the raps you know people hate on it <laughs> okay so yeah my, my angle is a little bit you know different and this is for Raptors fans so I think you know I gotta say this guy I got to say Jose Calderon. He's our all-time assist leader. Uh, He played so many competent years for the Raptors. You know, never really like a guy that was going to threaten to be in the all-star game. But just a really, really solid point guard who routinely would, would beat guys out in battles. Like, you know, he beat Kyle Lowry out in that battle. And, um... I think Lowry was pretty disappointed. He beat TJ Ford. Uh, Jose was just a really solid guy. And, and honestly, the best dribbler I've ever seen in my life who doesn't use a crossover. He would never yeah, put wow. the ball in between his legs. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a Spanish train. <laughs> a couple times he fell down and kept dribbling. I was like, buddy, you're like doing some red panda shit here. And this is overall hype. Um, so, yeah. Jose. Jose just so solid, so consistent for us for so long. And if yeah, I, shoot I, well, three, funny that we say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
funny that you say TJ Ford because I thought about him for he's not one of my guys, but just he, he in a way he was kind of like underrated when it was the battle between him and Calderon to see who was going to take take be you know step forward as right. our, as our point guard. And then he got that injury, and then things kind of just like were never the same. Obviously, because it's like a neck injury. So right. in a way, he he's, he was underrated in a way because it's like, what could he have been for us? Mm-hmm. But my my player, my next one. And who, who's your number two? Yeah, Chris Bosh, oh, underrated. Yeah. Wow, Chris Bosh, super underrated. He was he was magnet like in those before he had went to Miami for us. Like he was. He was, you know, we saw him put up just some incredible games, and even with his whole, I'm saying he's underrated because his time with Miami, it's like he he was he's so undeniably a big part, like the the third big part of that team and mm-hmm. what he did and facilitated for that team. And no, just, sorry, Tom, it was all LeBron. It was all, yeah, it was. All, it was. LeBron, <laughs> obviously, but no, no. just Chris Bosh, we knew what he was how incredible he could be, you know, we, for diehard Raptors fans, uh, uh, he remember Chris Bosch made that, like that movie, uh, where you could get it on like DVD or probably even back then VHS. It's like, it was, it was on an eight track. That's what it was. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you uh, talking about first ink or are you talking first about ink. an all-star game? No, no, I'm talking about first ink where he's like, yeah, the big back tattoo where he's like, I'm going to stay big, in Toronto forever, no matter what. Yeah, and so it's like you know, we were all we were all hyped. We know the potential of him, and then when he went to Miami, it's just even through through the whole time I was of his tenure there, he was just criminally underrated. I thought. Yeah, no, I mean, just uh, like all, all jokes aside, with Bosch, like how how amazing are you if you're just like a beast on offense? You know, really improving your game every single year. Then you, you know, you know, he, he was like the ultimate um, example of like how to sacrifice. Cause I think a guy like Dwayne Wade was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm sacrificing, but then you saw I'm in sacrificing two, by sharing the stage, you know, but Chris exactly. Bosch really was like, oh, I'm going to take like seven less shots to get yeah. more rebounds, be more active on the defensive end and we're going to win. That's, that's right. Like, and it was only really when Wade said, okay, it's LeBron's team in year two when Miami was like absolutely just started like thrashing the league, particularly on defense. And, and, you know, Bosch, Bosch is, he's, he has his signature play in one of the most famous shots of all time. Like if you watch how he got that rebound and dished it out to Ray Allen for the three, it's just such a huge rebound and such a pivotal moment of a game. And it's just a massive, massive clutch play. So I, I'm with you all the way on Bosch. I, I mean, I hope Raptors fans appreciate him. But yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you that that the you know the heavy majority of the league does not give Bosch the respect. Although, just to kind of devil's advocate, both of us people are debating uh, him for Hall of Fame. So you know, I think he's not totally underrated. Like people know, no, totally. Respect. I just I, even yeah. I was just kind of even saying more at the time too when we knew as Raptor fans, like, you know, we would, we were wanting to put our franchise around this guy. Like he was, yes. he was incredible. And so for him to be like the third banana and people being like, Oh, he's not putting up the numbers. It's like, uh, man, you know what this guy's capable of. Yeah. He's a winner. Goddamn winner. winner. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to move on to 
uh, my third, which is Terrence Ross. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I heard the collective groan of everyone who's ever listened to this podcast. But, I tried not uh, to groan right there. I, I was know. for sure going to groan. I heard it. <laughs> Here's the deal. Ross not only ignited the like championship acquisition period for the Raptors, you know, he, he we don't get Ibaka without Ross. And we, you know, he's not even eligible for that trade if he doesn't like slowly improve his game and become a three-point marksman. Like he, he had a really good year for Orlando and he had a good playoff series against us um, uh, this playoff run. And I think Ross was kind of, he was, first of all, he was always a two. And he got drafted by the Raptors and he had to play the three. And he's kind of thin. And because of DeMar, he had to play out of position. And, you know, it, it was always kind of a lightning in a bottle scoring guy. And I think Raptors. Were you at that game? Were you at his fifty-one point game? I was not, but that game, yeah. A- any Raptor fan, uh, obviously, you know the the record has been. Wait, did anyone pass the record, or is Ross... yeah, Demar got fifty? No, sorry, did Demar? Demar has it fifty-two. Two. Uh, but sorry, yeah. You know, Vince Carter and Ross both got fifty-one, and Ross's fifty-one is downright nuts because, like contextually it's even crazy. Like he is only going off because DeMar got injured. I think maybe at the night or two nights before. So there's not even really any set plays. So the coach was clearly like, Ross, I don't know what to say. Just pop off if you can. And boy, oh boy, did he pop off. Yeah. Like in in most huddles, just wrote on the whiteboard, pop off, pop off. (laughs) Yeah, like, and, and like if you can, you know what I mean. Pop off semicolon if you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Tom, who's your, who's your third guy? Um, my third guy, I'll say the, the banger, T Mac. T Mac. T Mac was, yeah, T Mac was underrated. How in the hell is, I gotta call you out. How in the hell is T Mac underrated in any way? He was underrated maybe by Raptor fans in thinking that Vince was the way forward. That's T-Mac fair. T-Mac was fair. obviously went on and, you know, now you look back and you're like, oh, T-Mac, how could he be underrated? Look at it. He was amazing. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he was amazing. And that's why he was like, why am I not being valued as amazing? You're, you're all hyped about this guy. I'm going to go on to win a scoring title. You won a scoring title, right? Um, um, T T Mac, yeah, I think he won too. Yeah, look that up. Hey, I'll look um, it up. You keep talking, son of a Yeah, just T Mac. Uh, you know, I, he's maybe just underrated because at the time we just had this, and everyone talks about, oh, what if they stayed together? And obviously, that would be just incredible. But maybe was, he was underrated by us at the time. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Chris Bosh sure. in the Hall of Fame. Chris Bosch is in the Bosch, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no. Not yet. I think you have to be out of the NBA for five years, something like that. Something like that. Um, okay, here we go. I'm zeroing in on the uh, the T-Mac thing. So when, when oh yeah, yeah, two in a row. So he was uh, 2002 to 2003 and 2003 to 2004. And um, yeah, he put up some buckets. He was a plus 30 in both of those seasons. Okay. My number four, um, my number four. And, and I'm wondering if anyone's noticing a theme here. 
I'm trying to make people appreciate this championship through all the little nooks and crannies, and that's Rudy Gay. So my uh, my fourth uh, underappreciated Raptor. So Rudy Gay brought Rudy Gay. He you know he's one of those guys where you can put up buckets, you can do stuff, but you know in the era of analytics, he's inefficient and therefore you know kind of undervalued in a weird way. Although he's had a couple kind of super efficient years with the Spurs, but Rudy Gay. And and Demar and Lowry, you know, probably could have worked in some way, but it started slow, and that's when we got the big Rudy Gay trade. And obviously, Lowry was, uh, you know, meant to be traded to the Knicks right after that. But we started playing really well. Uh, we got your guy, uh, um, Chuck Hayes, yeah, uh, and we got. Yeah, yeah, damn right. We got a uh, uh, P. Pat Patrick Patterson. Uh, I believe we also got Gravis Vasquez, and um, who was the other guy in that trade? Oh, uh, um, John Salmon, who John was uh, publicly on the record of saying he would never want to play for the Raptors. And then he got traded here. He was like, honestly, you guys are all right. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, okay, Tom, who, who's you? Or you got anything on Rudy Gay? Uh, no, yeah. And, and similar in that vein, just to segue into mine, DeMar, underrated. He's underrated in like, okay. yeah, he's such a, a, a cornerstone piece for us, able to obviously, with the help of Lowry, take us to heights that we've never reached before. And obviously at his shortcomings in in the playoffs in terms of just not being able to step up and be the ultimate dude like Kawhi this year, you know, just go right, just go off like everyone's hopes. But he, he was still just so underrated in that. Like, man, on on his back, we went to the playoffs and far into the playoffs, further than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. And yet, he just you know, he, he got respected in that he was he was traded for Kawhi Leonard because that's truly you know he's a valuable chip. Do do you guys yeah, think 100%. like I mean because we're starting it sounds like we're getting a little emotional again about Demar which I love but uh, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's funny with like I haven't really paid much attention to Jalen Rose really until like he's had these really hot takes and <laughs> lately and it's it's been kind of interesting to see how they've played out and he said some good stuff but like he recently said that we have to like raise uh, Leonard's Jersey just because he, he, you know, because he got us a championship. But like one thing I'll say about it is what I hate about that narrative is that it's also saying that like, you guys were never supposed to win. You're this goofy thing in the NBA where you're the one Canadian team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I hear you on that. Right. Yeah. David Rose is just the ultimate hot taker, but he's fun. Yeah. I mean, I generally really like uh, uh, Jalen Rose, and I do think we should retire um, Kawhi's jersey. I just have a weird specific thing as a Raptors fan where the order of retiring really matters. Yeah, I agree with that, so too. I think unless it's Lowry or DeRozan first, yeah. I will be upset. Yeah. Straight up. Like, it can't like, be Kawhi first. Uh, that, that, Absolutely not. And yeah. I think age wise, you know, it makes sense that it'd be Lowry. Yeah. You know, if, if Gasol like threw us the bone and was like, you know, I'd like to retire my jersey with you guys. I'd be like, sure. But like, 
now that we won a championship, like that is the the benchmark of success. So yeah. that's what you have to honor. Yeah. Okay. So to me, it even makes it easier to not retire Vince because it's like Vince. We never made to the conference finals with you. Like it was yeah, a good yeah. time. you were like, part of our launching pad, but yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you okay. get me, me, I'll probably be like retiring, like Danielle Marshall, Pops Mint Sponsu, Zan Tabak, Keon Clark, and. <laughs> Uh, and, and Thomas, are you reading my list of underappreciated players or what? Okay, let me finish yeah. off here with number five. So my number five, I actually was going to go Danny Green for some of the same stuff we're talking about. I think that he got lost in the narrative so many different times uh, this season. And anyone who listened to uh, this pod, you know, post-championship. I, I couldn't stop talking about how underappreciated Danny was. You know, people focused on his bad shooting, and he hit, like, 25 threes in the playoffs. Um, and he also was, like, our at, at, at worst, our third or fourth most important defender uh, throughout the playoffs. And there was never a situation where you couldn't play him. Yeah. Uh, so Danny was my guy. But, but, you know, sticking with what I'm sticking with, I'm actually going to say Kevin Willis. Because Kevin Willis, he's such a fun throwback player who had a really, really successful career, mostly with the Hawks, I believe. But, you know, he just had a bag of tricks and he had really short arms, which is kind of weird for a basketball player who's a big man. But, you know, he had a bit of a T-Rex thing going on. And let's just say this guy could, he could shake, he could bake. And he was, I mean, many a time guys got Willis. Uh, so shout out to Kevin Willis. Uh, Tom, who's your number five? Um, number five, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jamario Moon. That guy, man. He didn't get. Oh, him. that's a great teach, pick. Teach me about Jamario Moon. I know nothing of him. Come on. Tell, why is he so underrated? No, he, was, oh, like, buddy. he came in slamming and jamming, and he was <laughs> underrated in, in the dunks that he brought us. You know, oh, everyone nice. talks about Matt. We've had a bunch of great dunkers. Yeah. Look up some Jamario Moon dunkers, you know? All right. What's that, Matt, Fred? All, all you need to do, all you need to do, Matt, is YouTube Jamario Moon. Yeah. Elbow block. Okay. <laughs> this guy jumped so high that he went to block somebody. Wow. And he just didn't need half of his arm. <laughs> and he just elbow blocked him. That's like pretty he awesome. was so much higher than he needed to be. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, okay, Tom, we had kind of planned another segment, but we're running a bit long here. So let's just condense it a little bit. Uh, first of all, I'm going to read off my team of underrated Raptors. Uh, so for folks at home, check these people out. So we got Anthony Parker, Jose Calderon, Terrence Ross, Rudy Gay, Kevin Willis. Tom, who's your five? Uh, Jamar, uh, Doug Christie, uh, T-Mac, Chris Bosh, and Jamario Moon. Awesome. So the most famous Raptors of all time and Jamario Moon and Doug Christie. No worries. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I'm having fun tonight. <laughs> Yeah, baby. Um, okay, so for this next segment, um, we're going to talk about a couple people, but let's like let's pick one that you you know you feel like is is really going to thrive in a new situation. So the task here was was finding a guy who, um, yeah, is you know is playing for a new team, whatever, whatever. Um, but they're they're just going to totally excel in their in, in their new setting. 
So Tom, let me throw to you first. Who's your Who's your guy who's gonna you know love his new arena? Uh, Russell with cheesesteak. That's who's gonna Ooh, go. He's like gonna drive. He's uh, you know, he's just gonna be in a great situation with championship players and uh, uh, a coach who's gonna let him breathe and score the way he needs to score, and he's gonna just he's gonna pop off. I love it. Um, I love it too because I think he could really excel and already is coming off of a career year where he was runner up in MIP. Which makes so, it so exciting. You know, for yeah, exactly. And but but really though, like, you know, playing next to Curry is like the gift that every NBA player wants, right? So he should be you know, he should have a, a I would say equal year to his year, if not like more efficient and, and better. Um my guy, and it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a hot takey pick, but I think I believe it is um, Russell Westbrook. You know, people think Russ can't adjust, and it's like I see that sentiment, and I raise you a D'Antoni. You know what I mean? I see that sentiment, and I raise you a James Harden. I don't, I don't really see Russ as a difficult player in the way that he's all the time so I think he's kind of the perfect guy to be in a new scenario and be like oh you think like I will only take contested threes that I jack up like no I've just been trying to win and that's seemingly the thing I'm supposed to do so playing with Capella and Gordon and Tucker and, and James Harden and, and you know playing for Dan Tony I think his whole his whole perspective is going to change and I think he wants a ring and and he's one of yeah. those guys that I, I I kind of be shocked if he he you know. And how much fun is that going to be to watch? You know, those two guys trying to mesh together again after yeah. like blossoming on their own and going so far as they did together, and the beard being just that much bigger, and Russell Westbrook screaming Love that it. much more after each dunk. You know. Hell yeah! That's, um, <laughs> well, really Tom, we've we, we've we've made it to uh we've made it to quickish questions. You ready? Yeah, hit me. Okay, Maddie, give me that quickish question thing. Quickish question! <laughs> that was amazing. Dun, dun. The audio seemed like I lost his voice. It's like, quick it! <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, caught, I caught the beat, though. Okay. I caught the beat. You caught it. You felt the beat. All right, Tom. So I'm going to meander through these uh, questions, and uh, your job is to answer them as quickly as you can. Sound good? Okay. Uh, I'm starting to run. Okay, here, here we go. go. Um, so I asked this to, to Daniel, but I want to I want I want to hear your uh, want to hear your answer as well. So, what matchup are you most looking forward to this year in the NBA? It could be player. Or team? Um, us against Kawhi. Who's better, the team or the dude, you know? Yeah. Which which new duo excites you the most? Well, we just talked about them. It's going to be Russell and Harden, you know? Old duo, but now a whole new duo. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which new duo will be the biggest plot? Uh, Kawhi and George because it's in the Raptors' fate wow. to, just, to just be better 
as a team. They won't be bad, but we'll have a better season than them. That's what's up. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Tom, well, that's the pod, dude. Uh, thanks for coming Ooh. on. Thanks for bearing with us after the technical difficulties last time. Um, what's you know, what's going on in your world? world championship. How can people... How can people uh, how can people find, find find your work? How can you know people get a plumber if they need? Oh my gosh, uh, Paradigm Plumbing! Shout out to Al. Uh, we do it all over the GTA. <laughs> find me on Facebook, I guess, and we'll set up a new toilet for you. Sick! Hell yeah, Paradigm <laughs> Plumbing. Um, beautiful, uh, Tom. You're 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 a wise man, and I appreciate you doing the pod. Hey, lots of fun. Co reps go. It's so close to the season starting. I, I can't believe it. It's preseason is going to start before we know it. We're gonna start, yeah, we're almost. We're almost. We're still in dreamland. You know, coming off the championship, and now we get to see how this this one's going to unfold. Yeah, dude. Hello. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. All right. Thanks for doing All the right, show. Well, uh, Basketball. All right. Adios, amigos. See you later. Thanks, man. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.